0: back again are we (laughs) couldn't get enough of the fat man can't say i blame you the sexiness is a little much to resist so let's go ahead and recap last week i was not here which seems like a damn shame because we're only on for one week and then we take a week off but when you have your person of interview interest cancel on you and the world is full of shitty news there's not much i could really do i could stand in front of this here camera and i could go in front of this microphone and dance for you all that i wanted but i don't think anybody truly wants to see that you guys want to be entertained quite. And if you want entertained, well, then I'm glad that you're back. Because today's show, you'll be entertained. I hope. But welcome back. Let's get on with the show. Hello, welcome back everybody to another episode here on the Fat and Happy Show. Come on in, take off your pants, and pour yourself a bowl of cereal, and let's get on with the show, shall we? Where, today, I'm taking the suggestions of people, after I was talking about the first episode, which the first episode did go off pretty well, apparently. A lot of people really did seem to like it, and the view count was about where I expected it to be. But, the thing was, that I did not have the proper attire and I did not have a pipe. The pipe really makes your outfit. Now, the only other thing is that I need a mug. Now, I have a couple mugs and I was thinking about bringing one onto the show, but I think I know which mug I want. And I'm not gonna bring that on. How rude of me to not size my phone. But I'm not gonna bring on the mug. Until I get the right mug, because every talk show host needs a mug. But I don't want to have multiple mugs, I want to dedicate one mug to the show. So when I get it, we'll be going. But I did like the idea of me having one of these, and (laughs) it was a very, very good call. Um, actually given to me by the guy I interviewed last week, so very well done to you. And, uh, pretty much the pipe was just my idea. But, if you have any more suggestions on things that I could add to this show to make it just that much more cheesier, <laughs> let me know, because I want to make this thing as cheesy as possible, but I still want to make it entertaining. Uh, for anyone who is watching or listening on the podcast on Spotify, and I'm not going to iTunes, I'm just leaving it on Spotify, um... I'm basically just wearing a tuxedo t-shirt and I have a pipe hanging out of my mouth right now. But, overall though, I'm very excited to come back for this episode though, and I am sorry I wasn't here last week. There just, there wasn't enough entertainment to really do anything. The whole idea that I could go ahead and do whatever, I could have came up with a skit or something to try and fill the time. There just wasn't any world news, and that's boring. Can't do a recap segment without world news, and you can't do a whole interview segment by yourself, so what was I left with? Pretty much just doing a skit, because that would have been it, and that's not entertaining. That's not entertainment, okay? I could have wasted you guys' time for 30 minutes, but you know what? You guys are coming to this show, and I'm going to entertain you, damn it! I'm not going to have you guys come out here and waste your time listening to me and just... I'm rambling, aren't I? But I'm not going to waste your guys' time. If I'm going to make a show, I'm going to make it right, and I'm going to do it the right way instead of wasting your precious time. So what are we going to do now? We're going to stop wasting your time. We're going to have ourselves a dang recap. Okay. So, with the recap, let's go ahead and start off with one of the headlines that I thought was very, very interesting. I didn't see it coming. We, go, we went ahead and signed a peace, like a peace document, like we're getting towards the end of the Taliban war over there in Afghanistan. It's been going on for 18 years, and we finally have a peace treaty going into effect. Oh, boy. Okay. That was signed on February 29th. And then here we go. It's March 3rd. And we went ahead and did an attack on them. I'm sorry. Do peace treaties not have any weight anymore because we just freaking attacked them? I mean, did they? Oh, boy. You sign a peace treaty, then you freaking bomb them. It's just... It's like you shake someone's hand and then you slap them in the face. It's just... you don't do that. So I'm I'm really confused. There's more to that story that I don't know, but that was kind of weird to me. Now, next up, we got Super Tuesdays over for the Democrats. Because, you know, it doesn't matter for Republicans, because we got got the talking orange himself. Oh, my God. I never really realized that. A nickname for Donald Trump could be Annoying Orange. Just saying. Because a lot of people like pointing that out. A lot of people find him annoying. A lot of people think he's orange. There you go. There's the Annoying Orange, real-life version. But... We had the Democrats Super Tuesday going off, and we have the two front runners. Now we have Joe Biden himself, and then we have the Bernie Sanders. Both are living talking dinosaurs, and there's nothing else you can say to change my mind about that. But beyond that, I just see two things. I see one guy with a lot of ideas that you just I would love to know how they're gonna be financed, because I last I heard you're gonna be taxing the middle class a lot, and that's not what we want. And then you got the other guy who's basically Obama part two. So we're going to see how that goes. Uh, Personally, I see both of these candidates as not really having too much of a chance against Trump. I think Bernie Sanders has a slightly better chance. Joe Biden, nah, he's not going to stand a chance against Trump. So if you want President Trump out, well, I'm sorry. It's not looking good so far. Um, And that's just... That is just me calling it right now. I think Trump's going to probably get the election again. The Democrats are not working hard enough to try and get this through. But in other news, we have the coronavirus coming back again. I forgot to pull the stats from uh, when we last did a recording, but there's a lot more out there right now. The coronavirus is nearing 100,000 infected and currently is sitting at 95,483 total cases with a total of 3,286 deaths which is about a 3.5% mortality rate, which is seriously not that bad. I don't think that's that bad. Call me call me stupid if you want, but that, to me, is not that bad. So, you have 53,688 recovered. I, I've, I've been hearing rumor that people get re-sick from it. I don't know if that's true or not, but that is what it says. That I have currently right here on worldometer.info forward slash coronavirus, forward slash. So, what am I looking at, though? I'm looking at a lot of... It, it looks like the line is still going up, but honestly, I'm not worried about this at all. It's, it seems like something that is being blown completely out of proportion. It's just a very, very bad flu that is typically attacking older people and taking them out, which, I mean, is kind of foreseeable. Any disease that an old person gets, their immune system is just not going to be as good as it once was. So any illness that an older person would get is going to have a little bit more of a rate of taking them out, unfortunately. That's just how life is. That's how diseases work. But you have all these people panicking because they're just like, oh god, it's coming for me. And it's nothing to worry about, people. If it's gonna come, it's gonna come. Because guess what? We all have to work. That's just a simple fact here, ladies and gentlemen. Is because I have to work, you have to work, everybody has to work, and make money and make this country and world go round. That is what happens. Okay? So what are we going to do we're pretty much just going to go about our day-to-day life and if we get infected we're going to get infected that is how this is going to work and if you get infected then you're going to be quarantined for like two weeks i think that's what they're saying so just make sure that you have some food and water on standby if it starts coming to your area it's not in indiana yet as far as i've heard so we're fine i guess i don't know But all I know is that a lot of people have been buying face masks and they're just like, this is going to save me. No, it's not. It's not going to save you at all. Well, hand sanitizer will save me. No, it won't. Because guess what? Hand sanitizer is antibacterial. It's not antivirus. Okay? People, learn. Okay? Learn this, people. I'm serious. Because guess what? You live in a world where you don't know shit. (laughs) That is the truth. Everybody thinks that they know everything, and guess what? We know nothing. We keep on going off of false information that we think that we know, and then we blow things completely out of proportion, and we think that we have solutions to things that we don't have solutions to. So, anyways, (laughs) there's my rant on the coronavirus for the week. Tune in next week where we continue this rant. Now, we did have a... (laughs) It's kind of weird news, but at the same time, it's kind of sad at the same time. We had a or not Corona. We had a flat earther named Mike Hughes pass away after crashing his homemade rocket in a Barstow, California. And I was going to make a pun over like the idea of the, the earth being flat, kind of crash and burned. but I would never do a joke like that, okay, because it's too soon. You can't do that joke. But, just saying, it is unfortunate that he passed away. His rocket pretty much flew off the, or his parachute fell off the rocket immediately after he took off. He didn't even get anywhere near close to see the curvature of the Earth that obviously exists. But, you want to know something? God bless the man for pursuing what he was passionate about. And, unfortunately, that is all the time that we have for the recap. Because... My camera is about to run out of memory. So we will be right back. Welcome back. Welcome back. Welcome back. Welcome back. Where we're going to go ahead and go into the interview segment next, where I actually was contacted because I wasn't actually expecting to interview him for quite a while yet. But one of my army buddies who just so happens to be in the Navy and is currently stationed out in California, he decided that he would go ahead and hop on for some interviewing and personally i think it went really really well there's actually quite a bit going on in his little life and a lot of perspective that i don't think that you guys really would ever think about with being in the army serving this great country of ours so let's go ahead and take it away past me and daniel and welcome back so for today's interview i have someone who is unfortunately on the other side of the country but fortunately technology is a thing, and that means that we can talk to each other over the internet, and he is proudly serving in the I think he said the Space Force. It is none other than one of my best friends, Daniel Ream. Which hang on Hi. a second. There we go. Now you're good.
1: Move cow. Move cow? Yes.
0: Me? Me or Mumu? Mumu. Yeah, I love Moomoos.
1: Mumu Moomoo
0: cow. But yeah, you are a part of the Navy, correct?
1: Yes. Division
0: CBs?
1: Mm-hmm. Yep. We build and we fight.
0: Okay. And like... So go ahead and describe, because I guarantee you anything, most people listening probably know the main divisions that we have. We have the Navy, we have the Air Force, we have the Marines, we have Space Force now. So what is it, like, is there multiple subdivisions in the Navy? Or what, like, how does that work?
1: So, yes, I mean, they have the Air Division, um, Land, Air, Sea, kind of like, most of the other military branches are also subdivided. Ours is based more towards just doing uh, land. um I can't think of the word. Um, like uh, land exercises, or uh, you know, if we have to go in country, we actually go in country and don't just sit on a boat, you know. 500 miles away from the shoreline.
0: Yo, uh, so. Do you want to talk about the last one that you had to do that was in country?
1: Uh, my last appointment was in a very small island country called Timor-Leste. And the easiest way I can describe it is imagine those late night commercials where they tell you that, a dollar a day could save, you know, this child's life. That was pretty much the entire country.
0: So it was extreme poverty.
1: Yes. Okay. 100% extreme poverty.
0: Okay. And the one thing was, is the entire time that you were gone, I didn't know it was pronounced Timor. I thought it was Timor, the whole freaking time. So that's uh, that's maybe proper English for you. Now... Of course. I believe, I still remember the story very well, but could you tell the story, because this is a good example of how poverty it was, of the dog that you had on the site?
1: Oh, so, okay. So what ended up happening is our higher chain of command, they, they came out, um, it, they were coming out to teach us how to lay blocks. Because a lot of the crew that I had was very green, which means, you know, a lot of them, this was their first deployment or even their first, like, actual project. So most of them had not touched how to lay a uh, block ever.
0: Oh, okay.
1: And um, other than, you know, the week of training that they get in A-School, which is our our schooling that we get for our jobs.
0: There's only a week um, of training.
1: There's 10 weeks total. Okay. But that particular section, that was only a week. Um, so we're sitting there. We're going over this uh, this training. And this dog comes running by, you know, whimpering and basically yelping. And right on his tail is, I want to say, there were at least six people carrying rocks sticks pieces of rebar and they were chucking these rocks at this dog and the dog took off around the corner and all we heard was a yelp a thud one more yelp another thud and then it was dead quiet and about two minutes later we saw the group walking out and they had the dog dragging it through the dirt and they had killed it so that they could have something to eat that night
0: Okay, I, d- I didn't remember them dragging it back out. Yeah, I thought that it was like an assumed kill. I didn't know it was a term kill confirmed. Holy god. Oh yeah,
1: it was it, it was kill confirmed.
0: Dang. But yeah, I mean that that's a statement if you have to start hunting down puppy dogs to eat that night.
1: Well, yeah. For us, I mean, it's, you know, you think, you know, cats, dogs, they're their pets there. Anything, anything is potential food.
0: Do you think that it's ever gotten to the point of where people in those countries would ever go to cannibalism at all? Or do they have, I don't think they would
1: go to, I don't think they'd go to cannibalism. Okay. I mean, they, I mean, they always have, you know, they need to, At the, I mean, they can, they're surrounded by oceans. That means they're surrounded by fish. True. I mean, I'm sure they always will have like food. It's just, a means of getting it it's a lot easier you know go down the road and you know so you got a piece of rebar it's a lot easier to smack a dog than it is trying to fish and really catch something.
0: sure and then uh timor was just a little bit north of australia correct
1: yeah it's connected it's actually connected to indonesia oh, okay yeah because uh after after timor gained their Asia like baited almost
0: so, what was it exactly that you were um, that your squad was deployed over to Timor to actually do? Because I know you were building, but what was it exactly you are building?
1: So, the project that I was actually in charge of was building a two room two room classroom, which was about twenty five by fifty feet. Okay. Um, a little, a little under, and we also built a forced bathroom now what you know that was that was what our mission was but you know big big uh, big Navy and stuff like that they always have their different plans of what they're actually meant what we're actually there for uh, the actual reasoning that we were there is more like getting positioning so that, um, you know, if, if it ever came down to it and we had to, you know, fight China or North Korea or one of those other places, we, you know, have a place that we can set up a base of operations. Okay. So our 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 stuff there is just a a mild, small little bit comparatively to the bigger picture.
0: Gotcha. So right now, what you guys were over there doing was more humanitarian, but it could have been converted over to an operations mission had the need been there.
1: Yeah, potentially. Um, yeah, our this, the CB's like one of our mottos is you know we're there for the hearts and minds. We're there to basically make it suck a little less.
0: Gotcha. I'll say, and to be quite honest, I've seen what you guys have to go through. And you guys take a lot of this, like, brute. A lot of the challenges is put on you guys.
1: Yeah, I mean, we... It, I'm not going to lie. I think we do a lot... We do a lot of stuff that, you know, a lot of people don't really think about. And... um I mean, it's a. I feel like we do a lot of good work. Some other people, not so much. I mean, they've kind of like other people that are actually in the CDS just don't feel like, you know, they contribute enough or good enough. But I mean, there's there's a lot of things we do. Like this last deployment, I mean, we had, I want to say we had like 20 26 uh, detachments from our main body site, which was in Okinawa and i mean each one of those was building schools little school clinics um bathrooms which i mean bathrooms doesn't seem like a big deal but when you know there's people who are just like squatting on the side of the road because mm-hmm. they don't have access to a bathroom that's kind of a, a big thing
0: and some people may think that like you can just go ahead and go anywhere and there's not really going to be any issue with it But Mm -hmm. having everything contained does help to keep the overall spread of disease down, for example.
1: Oh, a good example is, I mean, you just look back at his look at the, like, bubonic plague. It was, that all stemmed from just people being nasty.
0: Mm. Now, answer me this one. So, you going over there and building this building for these people was mm-hmm. this a whole like, like who decided that you should go there and you should build this? Was this a U.S. based thing? Was this something from Timor requesting help or um how was this all decided?
1: So in all honesty, that is like way above my head, but the basic way I gather it is like the, the Timor government contacts, you know, the, the U S government and they, devise what they can and can't do, and through that they, um, you know, if it's something that we can help them with, um, they typically send, you know, the CVs in, or in the Navy, and they have, uh, what are they, construction engineers, if it's like uh, the Army or the, they, they have combat engin- combat engineers. Um. Those, uh, but a lot of it's you know just not super crazy things. They're just uh, small little projects that can be done quickly and cheaply. Countries like I said go to like third world, just extremely impoverished com- countries.
0: Okay, so. They pay for the materials. You guys just go over to help.
1: Pretty much, yeah. They they pay for all the materials and then our labor is free.
0: Gotcha. Okay. Which... I mean, that that's... So, we kind of donate you guys a bit, but it also helps strengthen relations with these other countries.
1: Essentially, yes.
0: Gotcha. Okay, so it's basically a win-win in this... Scenario. Yeah. Okay. And then, how but long have you been in the service then?
1: I'll be in the service 10 years in September. And so, almost in just like 10 months.
0: And it doesn't feel like 10 years, does it?
1: Some days it does, and <laughs> some days it doesn't. I
0: was gonna say, for me, it doesn't feel like you've been gone that long. But, it's how much now here's one thing i don't think people are going to know is you have very strict rules that you have to keep your body fit to correct oh yeah definitely okay do you want to go over like some of those that you have to maintain because i know that there's one time that i think you were like on break or something like that and then your body mass got to a certain percentage and then you had to work to get that back down or something like that
1: yeah, so they they keep you within like a, a – it's a certain percentage of body fat that you can, or if you're um, – or if you can keep your waist size down because the, the way we do it is not the most accurate way of, you know, checking to see if we're, you know, fat or not, but um, – but it's the quickest and easiest method to do, which they just tape you, and they just take a like a retractable, uh, adjustable tape, and they just wrap it around your waist. And if you're within uh, a certain amount of inches around your, I think it's uh, 39. If you're under 39 inches around your waist, then you're good to go. It doesn't matter how much you weigh. You could weigh, you know, 600 pounds, but if you're under that weight or under that waistline. You're good to go. Once you start going over that, then they start measuring your neck, and then um, they measure your neck and your waistline, and there they weird calculation, and it tells you what your body fat would be.
0: Gotcha. And then, how do they give you a grace period to try and get yourself fixed if you were to go over it?
1: Uh so you get. I mean, you should technically be in that in that period, or you should be within your standards at all times. Um, they they do these they do these uh, like uh, practice checks throughout the year just to make sure you're within standards. So if you ever get or you are above standards, you can um, get yourself with in those uh, within those standards before the official uh, the official. Way ins is what they're called. Okay. So, and they do those weigh ins in the spring and then
0: Gotcha. And then have you have you known anybody who's actually ever failed that and then gotten kicked out?
1: Uh yes. And you actually do know who they are. Oh really? Would yes. these um, one of them
0: be on the submarine?
1: No, it's uh Mr. Raftery.
0: Oh, I didn't
1: yeah, know. Yeah, that's why he is no longer in the military.
0: Gotcha. Okay. I don't think, I can't remember, I don't remember, was he in the uh, Friday the 13th video, you
1: think? Uh, I don't remember if he was or not. I mean, if anybody watches, you know, those videos for Xbox, I mean, everybody knows Baba Ganoush.
0: Yeah. Okay. Yeah, I was going to say, I'm pretty sure I have Baba on at least one or two videos. But yeah, I never, I didn't actually know that that's why he was out, though. Yeah. Huh. Um, so here's a question for you. Are there any other divisions beyond Seabees in the Navy? Or like, let's say, like a crap ton of I, these? Or is it kind of only a few? I,
1: uh, I mean, you have, so you got like Seabees, uh, obviously the Navy Seals, they have the SWIC, which I can't honestly think off the top of my head what they do. They have uh, EOD, which is they're the the bomb techs. They go in and if there's like a an IED or something that somebody spots, they go in and contain it and blow it up without it, you know, hurting people.
0: See, I never knew that that was actually part of the Navy doing that. I was like, that would part like like the regular Army.
1: So, pretty much every branch has their own variation of the same Okay. Yeah. Uh, I think the only ones who really don't is... I think the Marines don't have a... Uh, the Marines don't have, like, a... I think an EOD thing because they're actually still part of the Navy.
0: Okay. So, if, um, if you had to, without, like... Being, because um, you're part of the navy, so you'd probably side with them. But from an outsider's view, but still knowing everything that's in the branches, which branch would you say is the best branch to have around?
1: Ooh. I mean, in all honesty, they're all pretty equally needed. You can't just forego like an entire branch. I mean, you can obviously get rid of the Space Force. That's not really (laughs) needed right now. Correct. But, I mean, it's weird because of the fact that, like, um, each branch, like, for, for example, like, the Navy, most people, you know, associate Navy with boats. Or yeah, ships. Correct. But it's weird because of the fact that we actually own than the Air Force does.
0: You own, what was that? You cut out?
1: More, More aircraft. Really? Yes, we have more aircraft in the Navy than the Air Force does. But the Air Force is more... They're like the high-tech gizmo guys. I mean, they all have... They're the ones who are running drones and doing uh all that stuff. Gotcha. They're the ones that you kinda con- that they're constantly behind the keyboards and doing that stuff. Oh, I saw a kitty. Were
0: well, there a kitty? oh there's a kitty back there. Um yeah. so how, do you think that that anybody from the air force has ever been like retransferred over to the Navy to like man some of your um man man some of your planes then?
1: Oh, I'm I'm sure I'm sure that happens all the time. I mean, we actually have we have Air Force advisors in in my battalion right now. Oh, okay. So, so because the Air Force has their own uh, combat engineer division as well.
0: Gotcha. Because I'll tell you from so, an outsider's perspective, who has talked to different um, people from different branches, it seems like you all kind of have like a mutual hatred of each other, but at the same oh, time, it seems like. You guys do have a mutual respect for each other.
1: Yeah. I mean, it's a, the easiest way to explain It's like a sibling, rivalry. Okay. Like, you know, all the siblings essentially hate each other. They always want to pick on each other, beat each other up. But God forbid, if somebody outside of their, you know, their family tries to pick on every jump. Out of person.
0: Gotcha. So under the, the day, you guys are still fam. Exactly. And I really do like that, though. And I really do like that you actually didn't side with Navy being better than anyone else. Because I was kind of thinking maybe you would go that route. But it's nice to know that it is a family type thing. Because I think a lot of people probably view the Marines as being the elites. And then you have the Air Force being the pilot guys that are so cool and everything like that. Then you look at the Navy and probably people don't really think of the Navy as the OP guys. But from what I've learned from you, Navy seems overall a very, very crucial part in keeping everyone safe.
1: Well, yeah, when you have, you know, the basically the biggest guns, yeah, it, it kind of makes it that way. Mm-hmm.
0: And then so. you guys also have ground forces, right? Like the Army has like just regular forces, but you guys also have ground forces, right?
1: I mean, technically yes, because our ground forces are actually the. Mar-
0: okay, and then you could can you be a ground force if needed?
1: Oh uh, yeah, we do our. Uh, so our whole motto is uh, build and fight. So we actually how we're supposed to be utilized is what we were made for in the to begin with was to. Um basically go into a deployment zone like when 9-11, after 9-11 and we to the Middle East. We got deployed with Marines and, you know, we helped set up all the different camps and bases that are around the Middle East and was there with the Marines during the first push. Gotcha. Now,
0: were you, you were not personally... But you're just talking like the, the CBs and the Navy in general, right?
1: Yeah, in general. I mean, because ten years they, ago,
0: that was uh, 20. God dang, I caught 20 the eight. tail end of it. I gotcha.
1: Yeah, I caught the tail end of it. So gotcha. I was in I was in an elementary school and yeah, <laughs> I was like,
0: wait, yeah, I was too. I think I was like first or second grade, something like that. I had no idea what the hell was going on. All I know is that like some of my friends were getting pulled out of classes. And I was just like, the... mm-hmm. okay, bye,
1: mm-hmm. later.
0: But yeah. yeah, um, this is actually where I'm going to actually stop the interview, but I definitely okay. do want to do a part two with you, like immediately following this. We might do it again next week, or we might come back with you, um, maybe here in okay. a little while. But I definitely okay. want to continue this because I have some more questions for you, and
1: sweet. <laughs>
0: I know you love answering those questions, don't you? I do. And definitely, if anybody has any questions, definitely at them at me, at Boredom underscore nation. You do not have a Twitter, correct? No. So I was kind of figuring. So any questions they have for them, um, either just get in touch with me anywhere in the comments below, um, on Twitter, anywhere like that, because I know that you'd be happy to answer anything.
1: Yeah. I'm on Facebook. Oh, he's a Facebooker. <laughs>
0: <laughs> Trust me, you do not want to friend him, though, because if I've learned anything, it's that the Navy has a very twisted, sick sense of humor that not everyone oh, can handle.
1: Nope.
0: <laughs> but uh, thank and you very that's
1: much. That's why I, I and say that's why I get banned from Facebook all the time. <laughs>
0: yeah, you do. <laughs> but that's going. Uh, thank you very much for doing this, though. Um, absolutely wonderful. My pleasure. And we'll see you back again here, hopefully, in a couple episodes. Hoorah. Hoorah. And we will be right back. In case any of you were wondering, there's nothing in the pipe. There's nothing ever going to be in this pipe. But this is, in fact, a real pipe. And just like a real pipe, I'm really going to use it. As a prop pipe. <laughs> but that is pretty much going to do it for the show, though, ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls of all ages. We're hopefully, we will be back next week. But in case we have to take another vacation, we'll be back again the following week to hopefully have an interview with someone that I've been wanting to get an interview with because what they do is something that. happens across America and across the world, but it's a position you never really think about that has to do with the school systems. But if we can't secure that interview, then we're probably going to go ahead and cover the next part with Daniel. But I also have, I just have a lot of interviews that I want to do and hopefully I can just get them lined up and ready to go because I even want to do a midget. I want to get an interview with a midget because let's admit it. What better perspective is there from a, but from a different height? That's the ultimate perspective that I want to learn about. I want to learn about those short people, little people, tiny people. I don't know, munchkins. What, what, do you, what do you want to call yourselves? That's how we open up. What do you prefer to be called? Do you prefer to be called midgets? Do you prefer little people? Because you always hear they prefer the term little people. And you want to know something? Quite frankly, I don't buy that at all. But we're going to find out that stuff hopefully eventually in time. But that's going to do it for this episode, though, ladies and gentlemen. Hopefully you guys are a little bit fatter and happier. And I will see you boys and girls next week.